anyway, we have a, a really special treat for you here tonight, and uh, Pastor Mohan and Ronnie are here, and would you welcome them in the house? Uh, five or six years ago, I think, uh, we had gone to India with Pastor Don, and uh, um, and then Pastor Mohan and I connected, and, and he's been here a few times, and we've been to India a couple of times, and I just really love this man's heart, and he is, uh, he's a great man of God, and uh, I love him dearly, and he's come to tonight to share the word with us for a little while, and I've asked him to just allow the Holy Spirit to move, and uh, if he has some words of prophecy or, uh, well, you know, we're just going to let it flow tonight. Is that all right? Are you okay with that? All right, well, please join me again in welcoming Pastor Mohan. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Glad to have you here with us. Yeah, this works. Yeah. Thank you. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm so glad to be back in the family of God. I'm so thrilled and uh, I really thank God for this wonderful opportunity the Lord has given to me. And uh, I really thank uh, Pastor Mark and uh, Pastor Christina for letting me in, inviting me and, uh, you know, and uh, keeping me in a very nice place, actually. I always love uh, to live by seashore. So this time they asked me to be at a nice room which is connected to seashore. <laughs> so I said, that's the best thing you can have and also uh, here is my beloved wife in whom I am well pleased yeah <clears throat> Pastor Rani and uh, it's such a joy to be back in the with the family of God and uh, <clears throat> one thing I want to say before I start preaching uh, there is presence of God in this place you know there is presence of God when I when I stood up there and uh, to, uh, you know, worship God, you know, I could sense the presence of God. That's the most important thing. When you go to a place, the first and foremost thing is you need to, you know, see, you need to taste, you need to have a tangible presence of God when you worship God. Otherwise, it will end up as a ritual, like, you know, you sing few songs and uh, the, the word become, uh, becomes a, a manual instruction to us, like, you know, do's and don'ts and get back home. But the word has got uh, a power to change us, you know, the power to change us, absolutely. And uh, it, can, it has got the power. I mean, it's like a pill you're, you're having in, in your body. Once you have the pill, it starts working. While you are even keep quiet, the pill works like, you know. Likewise, the word of God always works. And uh, uh, we had a wonderful uh, uh, year, uh, 2019. I had been to some wonderful places to minister the word of God. We have... Uh, we had been to a tribal conference, which is around 2,000 people. I went along with my wife to minister to them. It was like uh, 2,000 people, uh, very disciplined people. I mean, on time, guys. 8.30 means 8.30. I told, uh, I, was, I was telling them, I wish I could bring all my church members to here so that they can learn to be on time, you know. <laughs> so, and even afternoon at 3 o'clock, uh, it was hot summer. For us, we had the coolers, you know, but they were in that place very eager to listen to the word. Their eagerness, their passion made us to preach all out what we have. That was such a great experience. Uh, Pastor Rani also, she could able to speak to them. And uh, the, my bishop friend who ministers among those tribals told me, 35 years back when he went to that place, the men used to have a small piece uh, to cover themselves. 
that's all just a small piece and the women used to wrap up the towel that's all that that's how they used to live now the gospel went to them 35 years back they are touched being touched by the power of god and transformed now they wear nice dresses jeans or tops whatever and their children are now highly educated btech you know all degree graduates then i was thanking god the power of gospel is such it can t- touch and transform the lives of the people and also we had a, now we are into a child evangelism uh, we are expecting 30000 people children to be reached out for the glory of god you need to pray for that our our people are busy working on that when i'm here they are working there so it's good to have a good leadership team you know a good leadership team will make a, a leader peaceful and also lazy also <laughs> you can make your pastor lazy not just lazy i mean that's how it should happen i always pastor mark came to uh, to preach in our uh, conferences wonderful speakers both of them i don't say that who is good who is and who is better you know both of them are really great speakers i think you know better you know <laughs> both of them are great speakers and we had a wonderful time and all my leaders used to work you know they all uh, i used to be quiet i am the only person just giving some instructions do this do that sit and all quietly so people say that uh, how could you manage uh, pastor i said if you have the best of the leadership you can just relax can enjoy because all that your people are more capable than you and then you are a leader just because god has called you so that's what uh, we always enjoy the leadership and also you know we had um, a prayer meeting because tonight uh, we are uh, the results of our election are going to be out we have been praying for that uh, we had 30000 pastors and leaders we have gathered together in hyderabad and uh, we prayed together all out and i was god has given me grace to lead that prayer uh, you know it was a great time and you know things are happening things are moving in such a way that you know the kingdom of god is expanding powerfully beloved and it's my prayer that you know this city also will see a manifest presence of god and people will come in hundreds and thousands to worship god to worship god to glorify his name and then you know to stand for him to live for him and to express him in the uh, in, in the world outside because christianity is not just uh, you know uh it is not two lives like you know once you come into church it's a sacred life once you go out of the church it is a secular life there is no secular there is no sacred it's one it's just a sacred life when you go out you take jesus with you so that the people outside will see jesus in you and through you because uh, people are in need i think if you know better wherever wherever you are working wherever you are going around if you ask one person how is things going on they said oh pastor it's very difficult it's going on very bad but they need jesus they need a word of comfort and encouragement so this evening i just want to encourage you with a word how a moment can become a momentum and a momentum can become a great movement for the glory of god so three important things i want to share because uh, you know uh, exodus chapter 3 uh, if you can uh, read some scriptures you know from beginning if somebody can read or uh, if you want i can read those things i know you can understand my english and that's why i'm pre- speaking very slowly at least i always tell i always ask god lord i make sounds you make sense you know i make sounds because you know sometimes even the best of the english preacher cannot make a, a meaning out of what he is saying you all know this story it's a very familiar story to all of us because uh, 
Moses was uh, he was running away from Pharaoh because he was declared as a fugitive. He killed a, a Egyptian. So because he knew that he you know that news will go to Pharaoh, he might kill him. So he ran away for his life. So he went there. Eventually married a Midianite. And then what happened was uh, he was tending his father's uh, father-in-law's flock. Forty years, a man who was highly educated, who learned uh, in the University of Egypt. I, if I, I just went and I, I researched about Moses. He learned three languages and he's very well educated and he was in the uh, he was the heir apparent uh, of uh, uh, to become Pharaoh. He was in the line, and he was called as the uh, you know prince of Egypt. That was his title, and uh, he he was nursed by his mother. You know the story. A mother told him that you don't belong to this place. Then he he was he knew about uh, Christ. Then he thought the reproach for Christ is better than all the treasures of Egypt. He wanted to identify his own people. So he wanted to do uh, something good for his people. Uh, he killed an Egyptian in the process. When The next day when he was questioned, then he thought he has no place here. He ran away. For 40 years, if you look at the scriptures, God did not speak to him. He was just standing. He knew his God. He, 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 was, he killed an, an Egyptian for the sake of his own brethren. But uh, God did not speak to him for 40 years. Sometimes in our lives, we feel that why God is not speaking to me when I'm going through these issues. Why it is happening to me. But uh, let me tell you this evening, beloved, though he is not speaking to you, he is at work in your lives. Because God is a God of timings. If you look at, uh, you know, uh, the previous chapter, last verses you know they cried unto god because of their oppression they groaned they they were just you know uh, have going through this tremendous oppression by egyptians god heard them acknowledged them and god was waiting for a time 400 years how many people how many generations might have gone in 400 years some generations might have gone, but God just wanted a right time, beloved. Even in your life, God wants a, a proper right time so that you know God can bring you out of the situations, beloved. So here, if you look at Moses, you know Moses, he was tending his father-in-law's flock. In those days, tending the sheep, is the least of the jobs. It's the least of the jobs. Suppose if you do something, oh, that is the least of the job. He was doing the least of the job. And he was, when he had a son, he said, he's, he named him as Gershom. That means a stranger in a foreign land. That means, he said, I'm no more, I, I don't have an identity. I'm a stranger. He doesn't have an identity in that land. So he was almost getting a re, being reduced like. And God has a plan and a purpose, beloved. He thought he will end up dying in Midian, tending his father-in-law's flock. But God has a different plan, beloved. This night I want to encourage you, life fellowship, you know, you might see that how, when the breakthrough will come, when it will be, is going to happen. But let me tell you, 
God is a God of timings. God can, maybe this is the right Kairos moment for you to come to receive the calling of God and to move in that calling, beloved. And you know, Moses was there. He was standing for he, many times. He has seen what is was you know bushes being burnt. That is the pattern in the in the in the mountains. But this is something very special because the bush was burning, but it's not being consumed. It's not being consumed. Why? God wanted to draw the attention of Moses. Maybe in your life, it could not be a burning bush, but there should be something that makes you to get drawn to God. A situation where you feel, Lord, why this is happening? Why this problem? Maybe through a problem, God wants to attract your attention. Maybe through an issue, God wants to attract your attention. Maybe through a sickness, God wants to attract your attention. Because, you might ask, why pastor? Because God has a greater plan and a purpose in your life, beloved. God wants to draw you closer to him. When Moses was attracted by the, 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 by the bush, which is you know, not being consumed, though it has got the fire in it, and Moses said, let me go and see. This is something special. Today, maybe this is a burning bush experience for you. Maybe you are drawn closer to God. You know, God wants to speak to you. God said, God spoke to Moses. Moses, you take out your shoe because this is the holy ground. This is a holy place. God never wants to have two lives as a Christian beloved. Only one life. That is sanctified and holy life. Because Moses was moving across the mountain. Maybe there must be a lot of dirt in his, uh, in his feet. Maybe he might have forgotten what exactly God is like. Because 40 years have gone now. God want to remind him that I am a holy God. If you want to come to me, you should be holy. And there cannot be two lives. I have seen many Christians, uh, many places, you know, they come to church and they just jump around, do all sorts of things, but the, their lives at homes are not changed. Their lives at homes are not changed. Let me tell you a story. I have been counseling a senior pastor in in US a few years back, and he asked me, Pastor Mohan, can you can we have lunch together? I said sure. You know, he had. Uh, I spoke to him some some things while talking to somebody that hit him powerfully. He called me that night. Can we have a a lunch tomorrow? Yes. Please don't bring anyone. Let's two, two. Let's go together. Only two. I said okay. Then um, we went together. He was talking about his life. He's a senior pastor, big congregation, highly placed, struggling with certain issues. He can't tell anybody. Now he's searching for somebody that he can speak to. Somebody that he said. Then he said, Pastor Mohan, I felt that you are the right person. I felt in my spirit that I want to open up myself. He was talking about his childhood, which is very abusive. And that affected his life. And then I said, okay, when you talk to somebody, you always be gracious to them. You are not, uh, you don't take love Moses into your hands, you know. Don't be judgmental. Be gracious to them. I was just talking to them. He said, Pastor, thank you so much. Today, he's working as one of the vice president of one of the big ministries. I can't tell the name because you might Google it and you might be knowing. Now, it is very easy now. If I tell the name, you might easily pick up that. He's one of the vice presidents and doing a great job. We all need a time of encouragement, beloved. The only thing is we need to open up to God. God said, this is a holy place. 
this is a holy place because i have called you by your name by my by my blood you are he you are saved your sins were forgiven now you are sanctified and sacred you don't have two lives only one life and don't have when you go to the secular world you don't behave like a secular person you behave like a child of god a child of god your principles godly principles your talk i i can always say that i i used to work as an officer in 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 india and people used to watch me they are days to tell me why sir why you are so different i said i am different just because of my jesus christ without him i would have been the most self centered person because jesus came into my life and i have become jesus centered person you know that's what i must i used to tell them because your life is always a blessing to people beloved that's what god was preparing moses to be a blessing to millions of people outside beloved then he was telling you know it's a holy place then he went on talking to moses you know you know i am god of your father first of all you might be if you read closely i am god of your father first and then i am that means i am related to your family i am related to your family young people don't come to church because you are being forced by your parents no you come to church because he is your god he is your god you know when i was uh, you know my dad was a pastor you know i used to go to church and i used to feel that i used to go to church because my dad is a pastor because the pressure of being a pastor's son one day god told me i am not only just your god's dad dad's father i am your god also i am your god i am your father not only his father i am your father i am your god so then i changed lord thank you so much for that word now i serve you as my god my father's god has become my god beloved young people that's what he was he was mentioning very clearly that i am i am your father's god i am god of abraham god of isaac and god of jacob three he is a generational god he is a covenantal god and he said i have prepared <coughs> a promised land for for the children of israelites i made a covenantal promise and i have come to fulfill that this evening let me share this to you for each one of us god has kept a promised land for us beloved a promised land pastor mark god has kept a promised land for you your heart desire not just the numbers your heart desire to impact the city of kima and the lake city that is your heart desire numbers will come let me tell you numbers will glorify the pastor but the body will glorify jesus christ if you are united the body will glorify jesus beloved that's what i just want to say that is a promised land for you god will take you there definitely god will take you both of you there and also you know all people who are sitting here you must have the promise lord what is your need your desires god keeps those desires in your heart so that he can fulfill in the days to come so that the god said i will take i want to take them to the promised land but when he says i am god of abraham god of isaac and he says i am god of jacob have you noticed that god of jacob god changed the name of jacob into israel he said you know you are no more a jacob you are no more a jacob what do you mean by jacob what does it mean supplanter is a deceiver he is you know human he is a manipulator but god said though he changed his name but he identified with jacob the name jacob you know why because i am in process of making jacobs into israel 
That's why he says, today, if somebody is sitting, oh, I, I think I'm like a Jacob. Don't worry. You are going to be the Israel in the days to come. You know? <laughs> That's what God identifies himself with Jacob's beloved. So don't ever feel that, you know, oh, I am not, a, you know, appropriate person to get to the Lord, to get into the Lord and his presence. God is at work in our lives, beloved. My dad was a great encourager. He used to tell me, one day, Mohan, you are going to serve God. I used to say, how could I do that? You know, I, but I, today I'm here because the word of encouragement always gets into my heart, beloved. And then, you know, when Moses was, uh, you know, uh, talking about, uh, you know, uh, about his own self, when God said, I am God of your you know, forefathers and I will take you there. But Moses says, who am I? Who am I to do that? Who am I to do that? You know, it's a question of identity, beloved. Let me tell you, the identity is the most important thing in our lives, beloved. Who are you in Christ? What is your identity? You might say that, you know, because you are told from the Sunday school, oh, we all are the sons of Most High God. But do you really feel that? Do you live in that? The identity will give you an attitude. Your identity gives you an attitude. Let me tell you one story. You know, I'm a storyteller, you know. People love when I tell stories. Recently, last year, I was, uh, I was in Liberia. Liberia, a country in South, in Africa. It's you know uh, the the one of my friend, bishop friend. He conducted a, a meeting, a conference, a big conference because three thousand people have come, and people from thirty countries, bishops have come there, and then I was uh, one of the main speakers. So I landed at the airport, and then I was about to get into my bus. Bus is for everybody, like you can go into that. So two people were standing there in a BMW car. They just came a step ahead and they asked me, are you Pastor Babu? I said, yes, I am Pastor Babu. They called me Pastor Babu, you know, somewhere in Mohan, but Pastor Babu, yes. They said, this car is for you, sir. You can sit in that car. Then I said, wow. Never it happened in my life that a car coming so close to the flight and I went inside. While I was going, I wanted to see the reaction of my co-passengers, <laughs> what they feel have. So I was just going through and looked at them like this, like, like that, this little bit. Everybody was, wow, oh, this guy must be a big man. How could a, a BMW can come so close to that uh, flight? So I went in that into the car and they took me to the VIP lounge, VVIP lounge. I sat there. Somebody came and asked me, Pastor Babu, can you give your uh, uh, passport? We want to just get it stamped. I said, stamped? Without me? Yes, we can do that for you. I said, wow, never happened. I've been traveling for almost 25 years. Never it happened to me that somebody can take my passport and get it stamped even without me. So they went for another, it took 10 minutes. They brought the passport. I was so curious to see where it is stamped. But because now I'm a VIP now. I can't just see, look at the, all those things, you know. I just kept it. I thought, the moment I go to my hotel room, first thing I see, where did they have stamped it? That was my curiosity. Then uh, they took, uh, put me in a car. We were traveling. You know, Liberia is like India. You know how India, Pastor Mark, you know how India looks like, you know. You know, the traffic. If you, if you come to India, let me assure you, your faith level goes like this. You know? <laughs> if you want, Pastor, I want to be prayed by. My faith level should go up. Don't do anything. Come to India. Automatically, it will go up. Like, you know, when you travel, the car comes this side, that side. You said, Lord, this could be my last day. <laughs> when this, that is your last day, 
then your attitude will be different you know so close to god then and then liberia even in india like you know we have three lights you have three lights right red yellow green so red uh, green means go for us green means go yellow means go fast and red means it's a choice it's you want to go go otherwise you stay back it's your choice you know that's where our our system so likewise liberia also the same thing they were running left right center but there was one car going ahead of us that's a police car and that guy was going and this guy was following that car then i thought i wanted to ask a question is that car for us or just like that then i couldn't control myself you know let me ask this guy who is sitting by my side is that car which is going ahead of us is it uh, which that belongs to us or just like that uh, we are going along with that then the guy said sir that is a police pilot kept for you 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 know he is taking us to the hotel room and then i thought oh now i am a vip confirmed <laughs> confirmed vip and vips should not ask too many questions <laughs> they should relax all the time so i went to my hotel room and i felt so good then i realized one thing just for a moment because i know the bishop and the bishop knows the president of that country he said my friend from india is coming can you arrange a nice pilot police he said sure why not so that's how i have become the most vip uh, you know that particular moment then i realized i am the child of most high god how could i be a vip for a lifetime <laughs> liberia i was a vip for 2 3 hours but as a christian as a child of god i am a vip for a lifetime beloved that makes changes our attitude no i am i am for a purpose i am designated for a purpose first thing is that devil the first thing what devil does is it will question your identity beloved you cannot do things properly you are not designated for these things you it will it will create such a lie that you have you will be believing that lie so that's why i said don't believe the lie of the devil which speaks into your lives you are limited that is the lie of the devil you can't make it that is the lie of the devil you are never be a winner that is the lie of the devil so you never ever take the lie of the devil into your lives beloved you will you cannot make it that's the lie of the devil because in jesus we can make it hallelujah that is the truth this is the lie and human tendency is whenever people speak against us we remember that word for a lifetime if you say that you are looking good you like a chewing gum keep it out but you somebody says that you know you are you are like this that we hits us and we keep that like a treasure all through our lives beloved so this night i want to tell you what moses was going was you know when he was in egypt he thought i am somebody i can do things on my own then when he went to midian he said i am i am i am nobody i i am done but god says it's not your identity it's my identity in you the one who is inside you is greater than the one who is outside so then god said moses i can do things with anybody the people who are sitting here don't ever think that i am nobody because god can do things through anybody i am a prime witness to that coming from a place called india coming to this land speaking to hundreds and thousands of people and i can say that god can use anybody for his glory beloved hallelujah and moses was give him a big round of one i want everybody should be excited you know in the presence of god 
there is fullness of joy how many of you believe that in the presence of god there is fullness of joy and we are not here as a spectators we are here as a gladiators you know we ex- we excite we get excited normally when i go to uh, one of uh, the african american churches they are really excited people they are excited people they make you your life by shouting yelling you know everything they do first time when i was preaching in 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 one of the churches in washington dc a huge congregation was there suddenly one guy got up and he said pastor preach pastor preach i said in india if somebody gets up in the middle that means pastor you sit down better I said what is this guy was asked telling then somebody said he wants to you to preach i said that's a wonderful word <laughs> you know you you that's what you know in the presence of god there is fullness of joy and greater excitement beloved so moses was struggling with his identity this evening i want to challenge you that you know your identity is not in your background your identity is not because of your family your identity is not because your education because your money your identity is in christ beloved that is our identity beloved because that brings our at our attitude totally different i don't know whether i told you or not when i travel in the in the flights you know sometimes i get business class you know my attitude will be totally different you know once i get into business class i don't talk to the common people because they are they are they are mass i am class you know i sit you have you have you traveled in the you know you see those guys i don't know they don't even see people actually they want to always look to read some book and all in every time that is their attitude i always say that we are a business class for the glory of god because they will always tries to question us when jesus came out of that uh, you know wilderness for 40 days you know first thing the devil said if you are a son of god turn these stones into bread if you are son of god jesus was hungry that was the fact that was reality he was hungry you know he was 40 years for sorry 40 days of uh, fasting you want to eat something that is what but devil said if you are a son of god questioning the identity of jesus christ beloved because of the what is happening there sometimes the fact may be looks real but the truth that is the word of god will overpower the fact beloved the the truth the word of god will overpower the fact jesus what was his answer he said man shall not live by bread alone every word that proceeded from the mouth of god every word 40 days back before going to the wilderness his when he took baptism his father from heaven said here is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased jesus was hanging on the word of his father rather than the reality of life beloved when you face something you don't you know being uh, you know being being challenged by that situation but you take the word of god and apply the word of god into the situation beloved that makes a big difference in your lives that's what jesus said devil it doesn't matter i go with my dad's word so i know for sure i am his very beloved son he cares for me even though if i walk in the valley of shadow of death i don't fear any evil because he is with me all the time so moses you know he has that identity crisis beloved this morning as life fellowship you have a greater calling you have a covenantal promises and god is always trying to prepare god is preparing you beloved is preparing you recently i went to kerala a south indian state i was telling the people are you ready for a revival if god sends 300 people 400 people are there is the leadership is ready for that 
are you ready with the word do you are you equipped to take care of them can you make it happen so now i challenge the leadership of this church that you should be ready and god will send the people here beloved that's what happens so god was speaking to uh, moses and moses said what is your name lord when they ask me what is the name who has sent you what is his name then god said i am who i am i am a sovereign god i am a sovereign god i can make things happen in your lives this evening the lord is speaking to some of you i am who i am i can make things happen i can change the things for you i can change the atmosphere for you i can change the system for you just because of you says the lord so that is what uh, god is sovereign god beloved and then he says uh, another wonderful thing you know he was asking what is in your hand moses what is in your hand moses said i have a rod the rod moses was using for 40 years he was using he was using to tend his flock protect them to provide something to them he was using that rod the rod of limited beloved it's a limited rod like you know it doesn't have much to do just a limited you know he can take and go and do things for for his flock but god said you know now i want to make your limited into unlimited beloved so you you drop that rod that rod of limited the rod of his past for 40 years he was using that rod the rod speaks about his past 40 years in in median forest so lord said you drop the trod first you if you want to go ahead you drop your past first you cannot take your past and go into future you need to drop your past then you can go to future many people that's why you have so much of counseling they want to go into future taking their past the baggage always there because word of god says you are a new creation you are not just having some you know makeup it's not makeup it's a new creation altogether you are christ you know you are a little christ that is what a new creation altogether and moses dropped the rod he dropped his past he dropped his failures he dropped his you know insecurities i want to get rid of that lot what the rod has become when it touched the ground it has become a snake your past always comes back to you as a snake hissing always you can't make it you can't make it because i am your past so when you see what happened when when the past as you know when the moses saw the snake he wanted to flee flee because he was scared of the snake sometimes we are scared of our past what will happen you know this i am i'm done with my past i can't get out of it no god told moses you take the snake from its tail i will handle its head i will handle its head because in genesis chapter 3 verse you know 15 says i will trample its head i will trample its head you take it by by tail i handle the face of the snake you know i will crush it don't worry moses and uh, you need not struggle and the past your past i will take it on the cross of calvary i will pay for it once for all i'll pay for it through my blood so this evening beloved if anybody struggles with the past this is the word for you i have god has sent me thousands of miles away just to talk to you that you know don't 
bank on your past failures drop it drop them and once you drop it the lord said pick up the rod once he picked up the rod the rod speaks about his future now it's not only the rod of future it's a rod of authority beloved you know moses was using that rod as an authority the lord has kept that authority in the hands of moses now he was determining he was having a man with that authority beloved so jesus said all authority is given to me in earth in heaven on earth he was telling so you know moses picked up that and he was a different person beloved but sometimes let me tell you few things and i will close it even after having authority even you he knows that he has got the rod of authority you know what was the reaction of moses this is this is most of the ch- church leaders and you know believers they say this you know that you have authority now you have the rod of authority when you pray people are going to be healed because that's the word of god says they if they lay their hands the sick shall be recovered there is no special category in the christian community everybody is a special to god i have seen that happening with people when we used to train them the younger ones we used to take them to the to the places when we pray and the demon used to get manifested then we say come on you put your hand on that head and the same thing happens then they said we never thought of that no you never thought but it's there already with you you need to exercise that if you don't exercise it how will you know that one day i was praying for a demon you know to cast out the demon you know a person and finally it was troubling me then i said lord let your fire come on the devil and immediately that guy was screaming then i said you know why he the why the, the way he was screaming oh the fire has come on me the fire has come on me then i said wow the devil is acknowledging how powerful i am <laughs> that's how it happens you know that's god has already given that authority and if you don't realize that you can't use it beloved moses was telling you know what he says uh, i am i am not eloquent i am not like i can't make it i can't speak it is personal excuses i am not uh, you know i can't do that i am not capable of do that this is my insecurities moses was giving those things beloved sometimes i let me tell you one story another story a nice story it happened actually you know there is one young man who always wants to move in the uh, miraculous pray for the sick he wants to see sick getting healed that was his passion and desire and uh, it's like you know he always used to go to the church in the morning for prayer one of his friend that guy wanted to make a trick on him he went out and he just uh, he said uh, you know that guy's name is some daniel or something daniel daniel he was he was praying from he was praying in the church close to a window that guy his friend was outside the window and he was making a noise daniel 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 was so excited now daniel think oh it's god oh lord thank you lord for speaking from today onwards you have to pray for the sick i'm going to heal them thank you lord thank you jesus and he was so super excited and he went to the pastor and said pastor tonight you know that was a sunday you preach sunday morning can you allow me to preach sunday evening sir the pastor said no problem you can preach you can preach and pray then this guy because he knew that god has spoken to him outside but uh, you know what i exactly how what happened so that guy uh, 
uh, also came for the evening meeting and this guy was preaching all out because now he knew that God has already spoken to me and he preached and he said anybody is sick please make a line I want to pray for them his friend was sore now I can tease him even more because you know I can I can uh, make a big fun out of this whole thing this guy first guy prayed boom healed second Healed. Things were happening. And now it is the turn of his friend to get totally, you know, different. What happened? He was confused. I, it's me. I spoke to this guy from outside. Why these things are happening now? After everything was over, he went to his friend. Hey, Daniel, can I say something to you? Please go ahead. He said, you know, in this morning, I was the one who spoke to you about, uh, you know, my son Daniel. That was 5 o'clock, 5, 5, 5. That was a time, you know that. What you said, oh Lord, you know, all that, you know, what conversation has happened, he told him. Then Daniel was quietly looked at his eyes. He said, thank you so much for speaking on behalf of God. <laughs> you know, on behalf of God. I never knew what God has already given to me. I'm still asking, Lord, give me, give me, give me. The Lord, I have already given to you. The anointing, the power is given to you. But he said, give me, give me. Then he said, <coughs> then he went on says, told him, you know, my friend, you are better than a donkey. You are better than a donkey. When Balaam was, you know, there, God doesn't found, he did not find a person, so he used a donkey to speak to Balaam. But you are better than a donkey. God used you to speak to me. So that's what, beloved, you, God has anointed us. God has given the rod of authority. You know, use it in the name of Jesus. There is one guy, how many of you know John Wimber? John Wimber, somebody went and told him, you know, you know, if you don't, uh, when you pray, people don't heal, get healed, what do you do? I go to another person for prayer. It's not me, it's God. God is going to heal people. My job is to pray for them. If he touches, they get healed. That's his. If, we, if somebody gets healed, we glorify his name. Somebody doesn't get healed, why do I take the blame on me? I don't need to take blame on me. Let If he's healed, somebody healed, we praise, praise God. If somebody doesn't heal, let that guy, you know, get pray again and again and again till he gets healed. That's what, you know, that's where the attitude will award. No personal excuses when it comes to serve God. I am busy. Don't be busy, beloved. Your busyness only for God, not for other things. So then finally, Moses said, you know, send somebody, not me. Then God's anger kindled on him. So I just want to encourage you and challenge you tonight. Don't ever say that, Lord, send somebody. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. I am for the Kima, Lord, this city, the league city. Here I am, send me, Lord. I want to bring somebody, you know, to this church, Lord God. I want to make this church as a church of great expression, Lord. Let hundreds and thousands come here and make a big kingdom expression in the city of Kima. Because this place, beloved, let me tell you before I close, it is uh, a tremendously affected by the demonic world. This is a demonic place, you know. I am not saying to just frighten you, but I am just telling you that the reality of the fact, uh, there is a cult that goes on in this place. But you need to be on your knees to break that oppression, to break the yoke of bondage. When the skies are clear, the gospel can be heard easily, beloved. And that is in your hands. That is in your mouth. If you pray, if you ask God, God is going to use us mightily, beloved. Finally, Moses, you know, he said, he went to his uh, father-in-law, he said, please let me go. 
please let me go i want to see a great redemption of my people i want to see because harvest belongs to jesus christ he is the lord of harvest the people outside is the harvest come has to come into the kingdom of god and he is the master the people outside kima they are his people and we need to bring them into the kingdom of god beloved so that's why no moses said let me go and get uh, the harvest into the kingdom of god the redemption the deliverance and you know uh, and also he says you know uh, as uh, moses was trying to uh, you know go to pharaoh then one thing we need to uh, as i told you in the beginning first there is a moment at the burning bush the momentum the reaction of moses and once moses said yes then it became a great moment beloved exodus of 20 million people beloved 2 million people i think 2 million people 2 million people have come out beloved kima there should be a minimum 200000 people should come out of this bondage of egypt it should become a movement because it started as a moment when god spoke to pastor mark and sister pastor christina and now you guys are in that momentum in that momentum now once the momentum comes to you know gets into bigger it becomes a moment beloved now it is in your hands now it is your conviction your willingness that makes a big difference how many of you know god already finishes first and starts second he already finishes first god told uh, joseph you are the prime minister he finished it and he said please come with me i'll make you prime minister the syllabus is not easy it was not a easy journey you have i i don't have time to explain all that but finally he was there beloved for life fellowship god has already god knew how many people are going to come here you may not be knowing i don't know but god knows it he has done it that's why the lamb of god slain before the foundations of the world it is done deal but only one thing you be obedient to god your willingness your willing heart will make a big difference beloved your willing heart lord we want to be a part of it we want to pay a price for that lord we don't want to be casual lord we don't want to just come to church and go but we want to work for the church work for the kingdom of god that makes a big difference beloved this evening i am just challenging you by the word of god because of the willingness of moses the holy spirit god made a big difference beloved because the role of the job of a holy spirit god is a convictor of the sinners a comforter of the saints beloved if you allow him if you release him if you release him he will take you in a use you mightily for the extension of your kingdom it's not it's not me it's not you it's he working through you for the glory of god beloved just allow him ask him what is the word i can speak do you know if you go and talk to somebody there the word of knowledge will come out you just ask god lord tell me about this guy he is so faithful to tell uh, what exactly about him it happened to me many times i have seen talking to people and i said how could it come i don't know how it comes but it drops into my heart and i just speak they said how could you know that how could you know that i don't know i said i don't know how i knew that i am not the master just it comes and i say and that's all it's not me if it's me then it's always me it's not me it's only he i say something i don't say something because it's he holy spirit god beloved he works in me he works in pastor mark and pastor christina he works through you and god is finally before i close god is raising an army from life fellowship beloved an army you are the army of god and you stand together united and you see the glory of god coming into this place beloved my prayer for this church 
that there should be a manifest presence be in this place all the time the manifest presence of god i feel in our church we don't feel like praying for the sick let them get healed when the manifest presence is there people will get healed people will be delivered people will get encouraged they find peace if the manifest presence is there it comes only by unity by oneness not with grumbling not with something keeping hurts it's a united effort that makes a big difference that's why i just want to challenge you as moses was encountered by god like you know in the at the burning bush he got out of his identity he got out of all that insecurities what he has finally he has become one of the greatest redeemer the world has ever seen beloved and the most faithful servant in the house of god today i just want to challenge you that this is what god is going to do with us let's pray and ask god let's stand in his presence beloved let's stand in his presence father in the name of jesus i just come to your throne of grace lord god oh shakele bara sandari khiala raba shikuna ba sandara lasya ribala na ba sandara bala ba shabala ba sikira labasya lord i pray for this precious dear ones lord god they have a great heart to serve you lord god they have come this evening just to listen to you lord god lord you have drawn them towards you lord god thank you lord for speaking to them there is a moment that has come in their lives lord god let it become a momentum and take gears up as a moment lord god let the multitudes will see the glory of god Lord, use them mightily for the extension of your kingdom, Lord God. I pray and pronounce blessings in each of the families, Lord God. Let there be peace and prosperity that touches them, Lord God. Let the fiery hedge be around their families. Let the angelic activity be in their houses, Lord God. Let no demon will touch them at any. given time in their lives lord god let the sickness will go in the name of jesus christ every sickness i just take authority in the name of jesus right now be healed in the name of jesus christ absolute healing thank you lord for your presence right now you are you are present here jesus christ in spirit lord because you made a promise where two or three gather in my name i am there you are here in spirit touching each and every one lord let us touch your outer garment by faith lord god whatever we lack right now the woman with blood issue says If I touch his outer garment, I'll be made whole. I'll be out of my situations. Let's exercise our faith this night. Faith comes by you, by hearing. Though, by hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. you heard the word of god let's exercise lord i want to get rid of my past lord god no past will dominate my thinking and my life lord god if you allow the past to dominate it will affect your future tonight is the night where you get rid of all that people might have spoken many things many things many tags today in the name of jesus a new life a life which brings glory to god because he has taken the head he, he gave you the tail to handle it lord i just commit this precious dear ones under the throne of grace lord god a greater purpose 
a greater potential lord you have put in their lives lord god let the city of khima shall see the glory of god through your servants pastor mark and pastor christina and all the leadership who has come here we release your mighty power and anointing right now into this body of christ that they can be strong move across this land taking your name lord god we just commit this dear ones under the throne of grace in the name of father son and the holy ghost we give you glory and honor in jesus name i pray amen 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 thank you lord jesus thank you lord thank you. amen amen thank you pastor mohan uh Thank you for that timely word, man. It's so important that we understand that God, that we are in the process. It's a matter of timing, and uh, we need to know who we are in Christ. Amen.